Welcome to the City Edge Church podcast. For more information, please visit our website at cityedgechurch.org.au. We hope that you enjoy this message. And uh, so we are continuing our series today called Genesis, as, as Harry just brought. And uh, I love this series. I, I love as we launch into the year. And uh, Genesis is about the beginnings and uh, new, new beginnings, fresh start uh, in a year. And the things that we need to do, the things that are so important to position our lives in uh, at the start of a year. Um, we shouldn't just live our lives at a place where we just let things happen. How many know it's important to be intentional about what is going to happen in your life? Do you agree with that today? Be intentional. It may, you know, we, we need to position ourselves in the will of God, in the plans that God has for us. And there's important keys that we want to live by. And prayer is one of those uh, that we want to really uh, establish uh, at the start of this year as a church together, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, this uh, Christmas holidays, my family... Uh, we, uh, we actually were on holiday and we went uh, ice skating uh, one particular day. And uh, ice skating's fun. My, my two boys, uh, they're not too bad at it. Riley, my middle boy, is awesome. He's like a, you know, getting his thing on everywhere. He's so good at it. Uh, but Abigail, is, uh, she's a learner. She's a beginner. <laughs> All right, and, uh, and so uh, we, we came out. She's only ever done it once before here at the roller room, and, uh, and, and so we, we took her out there, and, and they had these little, like racks, these rails that you could hang on to, and I thought, okay, honey, um, you know, you just got to hang on to that, and you just, you just push yourself. And, and you can go around, you won't fall over. It's, it's pretty cool. And, uh, and so, but she just didn't, couldn't get the concept of this going on. And she's doing these ones like this. And if you know ice skating, that's going, not going to take you anywhere. She actually went backwards doing this. <laughs> this is moving backwards. And, she's doing, and I'm like, no, no, honey, you've got to do it like this. Like, no, no, it wasn't happening. And so I gave her a push. I just went, okay, that'll get you started, honey. So she went like this, slid, and just stopped and smiled. And looked at me, and just uh, so it was kind of like you know I thought okay for the, uh, I'll just give you a hand. So I got in behind her and started to push her along, and we kind of ice skated around, and we did this for like an hour until she started doing it as well, and and being able to do it on her own, and uh, she ended up being able to do it unassisted uh, for a little bit, which was really cool. Uh, but I just loved as I was doing this, I thought, wow, isn't isn't this like how God's grace can come on our lives? Isn't this like when we're moving along, we're paying our, playing our part, we're doing what God's called us to do, but there's just something powerful about God's presence, His power coming in behind us and propelling us forward. I mean, Abigail's like moving along, she's waving at all of her cousins that are there. Look at me, my dad, he's a good engine. You know, and, uh, and, and, and it's not like she wasn't doing her bit. Because how many know when we work with God, we're called to do our part. It's not like God does everything, but there's just something powerful about really bringing ourselves under the leadership of heaven, bringing ourselves in that place of positioning before God, where God's like, wow, I'm going to come in and I'm going to propel you forward with my grace, with my power. Now today I want to preach a message about a man uh, named Jabez. And the prayer that he prayed, uh, most of us have probably heard of the prayer of Jabez, but I want to I dive into that prayer today uh, because it's a powerful prayer that we can actually declare and pray over our lives. It's a great prayer to pray actually daily over our lives. And uh, Jabez didn't have the best beginning, didn't have a great beginning. Uh, he's actually, the, the name Jabez actually means pain. 
That's what it means, pain. And, uh, and, and the Bible says in, in, Corinthian, in Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 4.9, 1 Chronicles 4.9, it says this, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Now, I don't know what that experience was like for that mom. I've got to tell you, there's some mums here that you've had kids and you've had childbirth and you know what it's like, had a couple of babies born over the Christmas season. Uh, and uh, it is not pleasant. It is not great. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was kind of like double the pain. I don't know what it was for this woman. But, but for her, it was so scarring for her as she says, right, that's going to be your name from now on. So from then on, he had no say in it. Had no, it it kind of like didn't get a memo. You know, he didn't get anything. It was kind of like, this is your name. Because of somebody else's experience, because of somebody else's uh, pain that they went through, he had to carry that as his name. He had to carry that. He had to, had to take on something that was never his in the first place. And so we look at this as Jabez, and, and can you imagine growing up like this, man, in, in the home? Hey, hey, pain, you pass the salt? You know, hey, out on the schoolyard, hey, pain, kick it to me, pain, pain, kick it to me. Imagine this, his older brothers, you're such a pain, pain. <laughs> like, his whole life, this is it. This is who he is. This is a, like, it, and, and, and it's kind of like trying to form his identity, trying to form who he is, that for his life, he's declared over that he's pain. Now, I just want to say today that there's, there's probably some people here that maybe there's some, some names that you shouldn't be carrying in your life. Maybe there's some names that have been a, a part of a defining moment from your history and your past. Maybe it was never yours, but it could have been uh, your, your, your parents or it could have been something that happened in your world. Maybe there's names that people are carrying in their lives that should not be carrying over their lives. Maybe there's names like bankruptcy. The business that didn't make it. And you've been carrying that over your life. Maybe there's names like divorce. And you, you, you carry it trying to define your life, trying to speak over your life. Maybe there's names like failed uni. Or that mistake that you made. That thing that you did. And the devil tries to come back into your mind, to your life. He tries to say, you can't move forward because of this. You can't progress in the promise God has for you because of A, B, and C. And he, he brings such shame over people's lives. And so maybe you've been hanging on to that, but I want to tell you today, those names should never define you. The past should not define you. It should not speak to your identity because we are called to speak to the identity of what Christ says we are, what God says we are, what heaven has designed for us. Hey, we've all got a past. We've all got things that are there. But I want to tell you, when Jesus won the victory over our lives, He declared over us, the past is washed away by my blood, and now there is a new slate. You are a new creation. You can walk in my name. You can walk in my victory. You can walk in the call I have for your life. You can live by the promise I have for you. And the devil's lies don't need to speak to you anymore. And if maybe there's some people in your life that will remind you of it sometimes. Hey, that's okay. That's your thought. That's your opinion. But this is what Jesus says I am. This is what the Word of God says I am. And I'm going to believe it. 
And I love this about Jabez. As Jabez, you read in Chronicles, it's kind of like the chronological order of the genealogies of, of this man beget this person, this person begot that person. It's like, you know, chapter one, you know, chapter two, this guy beget this person. It just goes right on through. And, 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 and you get to Jabez, you get to 1 Corinthians 4, 9, and 10. It's kind of like it just stops. Like this, this whole process of this guy begot this guy, this guy begot this guy, just going through the genealogy, it stops and God gives a shout out. How cool is this? God gives a shout out for this one man by the name of Jabez. I mean, I mean, there's something special, something amazing about what he chose to do in his life that got God's attention for his life. He actually positioned himself to get God's attention. And I love this about Jabez is that it's because he actually made a choice in his life that he wasn't going to be bitter about his name, but he was going to choose to be better. His choice in his life was to say, hey, I'm going to position myself exactly where I need to be before God. I love that his prayer, I love that his prayer wasn't actually about his pain at all. Just think about this for a moment because I'm going to show you the scripture of his prayer. He actually didn't pray about his pain. Now, it would not have been a bad thing for him to actually pray, Lord, oh gosh, God, can you help me just get through life? Can you help me deal with the issues that I'm facing right now? Can you help me? Now, I'm going to tell you today, praying prayers of help are important prayers. We should pray them when we need to pray them. It's not like God doesn't hear them and, and he doesn't pay attention to them. It, it, it's, it's actually an okay prayer. Here's the difference. Jabez didn't pray that way because it was bad. He just prayed the prayer he prayed because it was better. It was a better prayer to pray over his life. He actually didn't pray about his pain. He chose to pray about his promise. He chose to pray about what heaven said he was. He chose to pray about the future and about the call and the kingdom. And he chose to pray about something bigger than where he was. Hey, somebody else named me, but I'm not going to live by that name anymore. I'm going to live by what heaven says I am. I'm going to pray my promise. Some of us here today, we need to learn how to pray our promise. Pray the promise. Pray scripture over our lives. And there's just something powerful about praying the promise. Now today, what we have uh, for every adult here and teenager, if you're here, all the adults here in the life of the church, we've got one for everyone. There's a, a prayer guide that we have put together called Pray First. And uh, this prayer guide is actually just got all sorts of different prayers that you can pray. If you look at the contents page, it's actually just how to use the book, creating a lifestyle of prayer. Uh, these are the different prayers that you can learn to pray, the Lord's Prayer, Tabernacle Prayer, Praying Scripture Through, uh, the Prayer of Jabez, which I'm preaching about today, Warfare Prayers, Praying for Those Who Need God. Uh, and personal prayer focus. This is all there. It's for free. We put this together for you today because I believe there's people here that you don't know how to pray. You, you don't even know where to start. But we want to we help you. For the last three weeks uh, over, over this Christmas season, I've been using this every single day. Every day opening up. I, I do have a good prayer life, but man, it's been awesome. 
It's been amazing. I've been praying with it every single day. And I want to tell you, it's tried and true and it's powerful. Uh, If you want to get a hold of this, uh, what we've got is we've got a a, a stack of them printed uh, at the Connect station. And I want to encourage you after the service, please go and grab yours. Uh, There's not just one per family, there's one per person. All right, because I just know that we just want to get your own, put your name on it. Uh, you can pray through the prayers in it, uh, and it is powerful. So that recess is there for you. If we run out today, we'll print more. Yeah. We'll just print more. I just want it in the hands of everybody, okay? Is that cool? Yeah, yeah so that's there as a resource. Yes, thank you, Lord. It's a resource for all of us today. I love this prayer. Let's just dive into the prayer. And this is what he prayed, 1 Chronicles 4.10. He says, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from harm, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. This is powerful, a beginning point of his prayer. And as we, I want to actually break down the four points of his prayer today. To bring out the declaration. There's four declarations that he's bringing out in these prayers. We're going to go through them right now because I believe they are powerful to declare over our lives, declare over our families, declare over our workplaces, our neighborhoods, our businesses, to declare over our church, over ministries, over every part of our lives. God, I just believe there's just something powerful about the prophetic declaration that we can pray over our lives. And um, so the first thing he prays is this. He prays blessing. He prays blessing. He says, oh, that you would bless me indeed. And I love the word. I love how it finishes with it indeed, like an exclamation mark. Like if you're an emoji person, it's like, oh, that you would bless me indeed, 100, 100, 100, 100. All right? That, that, that is how he's praying. All right? Oh, that you would bless me indeed. And, and, and I, I just love this, is that his heart comes with that blessing. And uh, the, the word for blessing uh, is the word barak, barak. Uh, it means to kneel, to bless, abundance. That's what the word means. And I love this, is that blessing can be given to God as we bless God for who he is and thank him for all and bring praise to his name. Uh, but this is about the fact that Jabez prayed such an amazing prayer that got God's attention that he came and said, I'm going to pour out Barak on you. I'm going to pour it out over you. I'm going to take this moment right now and come to you. So this is about Jabez, God actually coming to Jabez and saying, I'm going to pour out my blessing, my favor, and my grace over your life. Your prayer has got my attention. Your heart, your lifestyle, the way you're living, it's got my attention, all right? And God pours out blessing over his life. I want to let you know today is that God wants to bless you. He wants to bless your marriage. If you're married today, he wants to bless your family. He wants to, if you're a business owner today, he wants to bless your business. He wants to bless your workplace, the people you work for. He wants, to, he wants to bless your family and your relatives and your wider family. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless our church. He wants to bless our ministries. He wants to bless our location in Innisfail. He wants to bless every part of what we have. And as we move forward in vision, God wants to bless our lives. It's not like you've got to convince God to say, God, if you, if you just got a little bit there, can you just pour out a little bit of blessing? No, God has abundance. 
a blessing that he's pouring out. I said, I said he's pouring out. Constant flow from heaven. God is pouring out his promises, pouring out his blessings. See, the difference is, is am I positioned where the flow is? Am I positioned where the blessing's flowing? God's, God doesn't stop pouring out his blessing. The Bible says in Psalms that his mercies are new every morning. The freshness from heaven every day. But it's actually up to us to position ourselves where God is flowing the blessing. Position ourselves in His will. Come into obedience with what God is calling for our lives. See, the key here wasn't, it wasn't a self-prayer for Jabez. His motive was pure. His motive was right in his heart. There was a purity to him asking for this and praying for this. Lord, I want to position myself in the flow of your blessing. And we are blessed to be a blessing. See, see, it's not about just us getting more stuff. This is not prosperity doctrine. Name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. That's not what this is about. All right? It's actually, we do need to declare and we do need to position ourselves well, but this is not just for us. We've got to understand, God's blessing is for our purpose. It's for others around us. And it's for the kingdom of God. At the same time, you've got to understand God wants to bless us. God wants to flow things to us, but He wants to flow things through us as well to others. So there's an overflow of His blessing. There's an abundance of His blessing. Oh, Lord, my cup runs over. It's not just all for me. Hey, Lord, it's, it's for others. I'm going to be generous. I'm going to, I'm going to serve. I'm going to open up my life to position myself exactly where you need me to be. Lord, I'm blessed. So therefore, I can be a blessing. Blessing is always attached to our purpose. So when our heart comes in, in a pure motive, as saying, Lord, I, I owe that you would bless me indeed when we pray this prayer, the motive of our heart, the, the, the desire of our heart, Lord, I want to be a blessing. I want to be a blessing for your kingdom. I want to, uh, Lord, your blessing to flow and pour out over my life, my marriage, family, over, uh, Lord, over the business, over my work, over, over the call of God over my life. The blessing would flow, Lord God. And see, when our heart and our motive, it comes with this humility and surrender to God, says, Lord, you, you, you direct it. You flow. I want to be a good steward for you. And when our heart is with that attitude, I mean, oh, whoa, God's got the attention. Just like Jabez, Jabez came with the prayer, but God didn't just hear the prayer. God sensed the heart, smelt the aroma of the heart. In, four, in Philippians 4, it talks about my offering. Lord, that offering is a sweet-smelling aroma to God. Our offering of praise, our offering of worship, our offering of giving financially, our offering of service of our time, our talent, our treasure, the way we give for the kingdom of God. What it does is it positions us and God actually senses the heart. It's not just the prayer or the declaration. It's the heart. That's what puts us in a position before God to say, God, I genuinely want to do what you want. I genuinely want to position myself, and I know your blessing's going to flow, but I want to be a blessing to others. I want to sow to others. The bushfire player, that's an opportunity. Oh, we want to sow to that. Oh, Lord, Lord I, in my, the way that I serve and I give my time, Lord, I, I, Lord, just show me what you want me to do there. I want to be obedient. I want to be wise in the way we do this, but uh, that's the heart that Jabez carried. The second part of this is, is influence. Influence. Jabez prayed, the prayer of blessing, but the second part was enlarge my territory. 
Enlarge my territory. Again, the motive was pure. The heart was pure. Enlarge. Oh, that you would enlarge my territory. Increase my influence, Lord God. Increase my ability to influence those around me. See, I love what it says in in, in verse 9. It says that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. There was something distinguishable about Jabez. There was something that caught your eye about Jabez's life. Jabez made a decision in his life to say, Lord, I'm going to live in righteousness. I'm going to live the honorable life. I'm going to be obedient to you. I'm going to, I'm going to position myself before you. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Now, this reminds me of Daniel. Who has ever read the book of Daniel? Read Daniel. A couple of people here. I encourage you to read it. It's great. But Daniel was a captive to a foreign land Yet in this foreign land, he made a decision in Daniel 6.3 that he would live a more honorable life. And what the Bible says in Daniel 6.3 is that Daniel distinguished himself above the other satraps and governors. He was in a position of influence. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm, the whole of the kingdom, because an excellent spirit lived in him. An honorable spirit lived in him. This was the difference maker. This was what it was about. It was the motive of the heart. It was the action of the life. He made a decision to say, God, I'm going to position myself. I'm going to make a decision every day. Even if I don't get it right, I'm going to say sorry. And then tomorrow I'm going to position myself well. I'm going to get in that place. I'm going to do all I can to position myself. And this is the choice that Jabez made. He made an honorable choice. He stewarded his life well. And I love this is that his prayer for increase, his prayer for enlarged territory was not for his own influence. It wasn't for his own glory. It was actually, Lord, enlarge my territory. This, the motive was to make about God's agenda. The motive was about God's kingdom, about God, what God wanted to do. How many know in the world today, the world doesn't need less Jesus, it needs more Jesus? The world, the world doesn't need less of the kingdom of God. It needs more of the kingdom of God. And we are placed in positions of influence. And it is a good prayer to pray to say, God, oh Lord, I pray that you grow my influence. Grow my influence. Lord, enlarge my territory. You know, even to the fact of family with our children. Lord, I pray this. Lord, give me influence with my kids. Lord, in the society we're raising them in today, I pray that I can influence my children in the ways of God. I can lead them well. Oh, Lord, I just pray for this right now. Lord, Lord, I just thank you. And you can pray over your workplace. God, I pray in this work I, I go to. God, I choose to come in with a good spirit. Lord, I pray for enlarged territory in this workplace. I pray that, God, you'll give me influence with my bosses, my managers. You'll give me influence with my fellow workers. Lord, anyone that I lead, Lord, give me influence today. I pray that it grows so that I can make an impact for you. You know, if you run a business today, if you own a business, pray that you would be leading in your field or your industry, that you would be an enlargement of your territory in your industry, in your field today. God, I just thank you on the coast, Lord, that you would just grow that. Lord God, grow my influence with the people that work for me. Lord God, so that I can lead them in kingdom principles. Many of us had probably have Christians working with us, non-Christians. Uh, we've got good teams around us, but we need to pray that we'll be influential with those we lead. And I, I, I just believe God is wanting to pour out such a blessing of increase over businesses in the life of our church. 
I really felt that in a big way. Actually, in prayer, in worship this morning, Graham and Claire Budge, I really felt that God is going to bring increase to your business. He's going to enlarge the territory of your business. And He's going to give you the abilities, and He's going to give you the skills on how you can do that. You're going to get wisdom, and you're going to get creativity together. I can see like this unified covenant between you both, and I see like these ideas, these heaven thoughts are going to come, and it's going to open up new areas that, are, that, that you haven't tapped into before. And uh, uh, and, and it's going to flow. It's almost like the propelling. God's going to come behind you and he's going to flow. And, and some of these areas in times, years past, you've tried stuff in those areas before, but it hasn't really gone where it needed to. Kind of you just let it go. The Lord says he's going to renew some things again. He's going to renew old dreams. He's going to renew old things in your heart that are going to come back. And, and God's going to create an, an enlargement of the business. And you're going to, I see a great team forming around you. I see great people around you. And I just see God actually sovereignly doing it on, a, on less people than you thought you, knew, you needed for it. I, I just see God doing it. He's just going just gonna to grace it all. So, uh, Father, I just thank you, Lord, over Graham and Claire, Lord, over, uh, Lord, over their business, a blessing that will just release over them today. And I thank you for all you're going to do in 2020 in Jesus' name. Everyone says, Amen. Amen. So God wants to enlarge our borders, enlarge our territory for His glory, for His kingdom. The third is presence that your hand would be with me. Now, if there was any part of these prayers that I think is the most important, it's this one. I believe that desiring the presence of God is the most important thing we need. See, see, Jabez knew that I've just prayed for blessing and increase. I've just prayed for enlarged territory and influence. So, man, I need the guidance of, the, of God. I need the Spirit of God to lead me. And I love the, the Scripture in Zechariah 4, 6. It says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. See, the might and the power represent our own strength, represent what we can achieve on our own abilities. And I, I got to say today, I look around this church, man, there's some talented people around, around us here. Skilled, wise, experienced, so much strength, great giftedness around us in the life of our church. Everyone has something to give, something to offer. But man, we can only go so far in our own strength. Why would we want to just get the just enough when God has more than enough? When God has overflow and God has abundance when we do it His way, why would we want to do it our way? Uh, Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. Why would we want to do that when we could do it His way and it's heaps better? It's more increase more overflow, more of an anointing, more of a grace, more joy in the midst of it. No, like I'm not saying there's not going to be challenges when we live out the will of God, but I tell you what, it's, 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 kind of, it's really tough when it's just us. It's just my might, my power. But man, by my spirit, says the Lord. And this is what Jabez prayed. Lord, I need you. I need you. On my, on my best and brightest day, I need you. I can't do this on my own. I, I need your grace. I need your sovereign hand on my life. I need the hand of God over my life, that covering over me. I, I need you to guide me. I, 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 I got wisdom, but I don't have enough wisdom for what I need to do here. Lord, if I'm living the purpose and call of God over my life, I need, I need grace and more grace. I need your grace over everything that I'm doing. I need you to guide me and lead me. And see, there is a, a heart here that Jabez had a heart and desire to come to the presence of God. Come into the presence of God. See, this week of prayer, this is about us as a church family coming together into the presence of God. 
That's what it's about. If you don't know how to pray, maybe prayer is, is, is something that you've struggled with. Hey, come this week, learn how to pray. Learn how to pray. The greatest way I learned how to pray is to pray beside people that knew how to pray. When I was a teenager, I grew up, I just stood beside, it didn't bother me at all. I used to go and stand beside my youth pastor. I used to go and stand beside my senior pastor. It didn't bother me at all. I'd stand there and just listen, just pray what he was praying. I'd say the things he was saying till I learned the understanding of why he was saying what he was saying. I'd ask questions afterwards. I, 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 I'm going to learn how to pray. I've got to get beside people that know how to pray. And why there's such a desire and heart to get into the presence of God. I want to encourage you. Let's, let's fill this place this week. Let's pack this place. We've got some, we've got some worship, acoustic worship we're planning uh, to start off the mornings. And then we're going to pray through and we've got different days. Uh, we're going to release tonight on social media some of the stuff. Uh, we're looking, uh, even this week I think, we're, we're going to release the things we're praying for every day, every morning. Uh, there's going to be a post that will go up that will help you know, hey, this is what we were praying for. And if you, if you weren't able to make a morning or, or anything, you can pray it too. You can just go, okay, I'm going to pray for that stuff today as well. Hey, let's start the year well. We're right now in the midst of 21 days over this time of prayer and fasting. And I want to encourage you. Fasting is about coming and opening up your heart and surrender to who God is. Fasting is about saying, God, I want more of you, less of me. More of you in my life. I, I want to surrender my life to you. I love your presence. And man, that's why this prayer is the best of all. It, it tops the, the other three prayers because, because it's a heart that says, God, I need you to lead the way. Guide me. I, I want to come. I, I, wanna, I don't want to just do it out of duty. I want to desire your presence. Oh, man, I haven't prayed yet. I, oh, I've got to get into the presence of God. There's just something different about a want, isn't there? Just like my kids, man, and when it's ice cream night, it's like, man, I'm going to eat that food. Quick as possible because, hey, Dad, can we have ice cream now? Even more so, there's always one of our kids that already has the ice cream out on the bench with the lid open. So are we ready? Hey, you eating your vegetables? You eating your vegetables? You still got food on your plate. You ate three peas. Go back and eat the rest of your food. Then you're going to have the ice cream. It's just something. It's a desire for ice cream. All right? Wow. What a desire we can have that we have for God like that. Not just this. It's not superficial. It's real. It's authentic. It's like, God, I want... Your presence out of love. Like, like that, you know, that, that new relationship when you're with your, that, you know, your future spouse and you just love them. You can't wait to be around them. You know what? That can stay in your marriage, hey? You can have that in a long-term marriage because it's actually God's power that helps that to happen. But man, what helps it is that desire for God. That desire for God. Say, God, I want you in the center of everything I do. I love you. I love you. Your presence, amen. How are we doing today? The final one is this, is protection. With the musicians and singers to come, creative team. Jabez prays, keep me from harm. Keep me from harm, Lord. See, Jabez prays this prayer because he knows that, Lord, uh, you know, my past says one thing, but my future promise is saying something else. And Lord, I want to be positioned in your presence. Now we know that that all that God has for us and all that God's trying to get to us is powerful and it's blessed and it's anointing. But, but there is a devil, all right? And, uh, and his plan is to try and stop what God's doing. His plan is to try and block what God's doing and to try and move things against the move of God. And I, I want you to understand today that we live in victory. 
The devil is a defeated foe. He's defeated. All right, Jesus defeated the devil at the cross. He defeated him through the cross, his death. He shed his blood. And the resurrection says that Jesus won the victory at the cross of Calvary. He won it. And he won it for you and I. And when we give our lives to Jesus, we come under that authority. We come under that anointing. We come under that covering and that protection uh, that comes from God that Jesus has already won for us. And Lord, I am not living in a position of defense. I live in the offense because I'm, I'm on the winning team. And when I was living in sin, when I was, I was, on, the, I was on the team that was, was, was going in the wrong direction, but now, Lord, oh man, I'm on the right team. I'm with you, Lord. I, I know that your covering is greater. Man, if there's anyone, any being in the universe, you want covering your life, it's God. You want God. His protection, His covering, His grace, His power comes over our lives. And we walk and live and abide in a position of victory. And it's powerful to pray the prayers that come with that. You know, 2 Thessalonians 3.3 says, But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. He is faithful. It's prayers that you can pray. Prayers, scriptural prayers that are all found in this book. Oh, I'm a more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. No weapon formed against me shall prosper in Jesus' name. Lord, I walk in victory. I walk in your strength. I walk in your power. Lord, I thank you today. I want to tell you, ever in the midst of a challenge, you can get up daily and say, oh, thank you, Jesus. I walk in victory today. I walk in victory today. Lord, I thank you right now. You're giving me the wisdom to lead forward. You're giving me the strength to keep my heart right, my heart pure before you. Lord, I thank you today. There is strength in your victory. Lord, thank you for the power of the blood of Jesus that covers me today. It covers my marriage, my family. It covers my business today. It covers our lives. You can pray the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is powerful. I know if you're a guest today, I know if you're a, a new Christian now, you might be thinking, man, the blood of Jesus, what are you talking? talking about, man. I got to tell you, there's something supernatural and powerful about the blood that Jesus shed, shed physically at the cross has a supernatural element spiritually that has power today. It washes us white as snow when we come and surrender to Jesus Christ and all He's done for us. Cleanses us from our sins. It's the blood of Jesus, but it's powerful. And the enemy's got to flee at the blood of Jesus Christ. It covers us. I want to tell you today, I'm praying the blood of Jesus over everyone in this church every day. Lord, thank you for your covering. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your protection. Your covering over our families, over our marriages. You know, I'm believing this year our marriages are going to be strong, blessed, united. We're going to set an example for those around us. I just see our families are going to be strong as we raise our kids in this society. The covering of the blood of Jesus. I want to tell you, we pray these prayers because you can't go to school with your kids. That'd just be weird. <laughs> Sitting there, like Happy Gilmore, <laughs> grade three, just making sure my kids are okay. So you can't be there, but God can. He never leaves them. He never forsakes them. He goes with them. We've got to trust God. We're to trust the prayer we're praying. Come on, it's powerful, supernatural. We've got to trust the authority God's placed over our lives to pray these prayers. And then as James 4 says, we submit to God, resist the devil, and he flees from us because Jesus is Lord. 
Some of us here today need to remember this. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. He's Lord of all. Sometimes we look at the news and we're looking at what's going on in society. It's trying to push God out. Oh man, God's just sitting in heaven going, man, don't worry about that. I got this. I'm still Lord. I'm still Lord. I'm still going to use you. I'm still, my anointing's still on you. I'm Lord of all. I've already won the victory. And see, you and I, we're here establishing all that Jesus has already won. And over our lives, businesses, over our universities, over our schools, that the protection, the strength, the covering, the hand of God that's with us. Oh, I just see it as powerful. Hey, church, today we've got to begin to believe this more. We've got to see what we're praying for. We've got to be praying it every day. Don't just live like a leaf in the wind and get blown about with whatever goes on. Let's get strong. Let's pray daily. Hey, if there's stuff that we need changed in our businesses, come on, I want it. it starts with God. It starts with prayer. It begins today. 2020 is a new year. Come on, it's going to be different. It's going to be changed. Why? Because we're changed. And we're doing the new things. And we're positioning ourselves exactly where we need to be. And God wants more. He's trying to get more things to us. Amen. The devil is defeated. I want you to know that. Jesus won the victory at the cross. You are a victor today. You're a victor, not a victim. You're a victor in Jesus Christ. No matter what the past says, no matter how much shame the devil tries to throw on your life, you are a victor because that past is broken in Jesus' name. And you walk in the promises that God has for your life. The freedom, the joy, the life, the blessing, the hope. Oh, you don't know, Paul. Man, my cousin keeps telling me all that stuff. You don't know. They're not Christians. And it just keeps saying, come on. Maybe they keep speaking, but your ears are going to tune into Jesus instead. And there's going to come a day when they're going to say it and you're not going to hear it anymore. And you're going to know, man, I, I, I got this. And they're going to begin to change. Why? Because you've begun to believe everything that God says about your life. This prayer of Jabez is so powerful. And it's something we can pray of our lives every day.